Hello and welcome to In Between Things, the podcast where we talk about tweens while you are running in between things. So whether you are in your car waiting for the school bell to ring or hiding in the toilet to grab some alone time, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Milan Murray. Welcome. Own your story. Hashtag own your story. That is the hashtag that we at the My Story Tribe chose to focus on this September, in our September campaign. And we thought it would be great if we could hear from an expert. Because how do you explain this hashtag, own your story? How do you explain that to a child, let alone to ourselves? So we need to understand what does own your story mean from a psychological perspective? Our guest today is Marianne Prince. She's an educational psychologist who did her master's degree focusing on resilience in students. Perfect. Marianne, welcome. Morning, Milan. It's lovely speaking to you this morning. As always, and it, 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 I don't know if it's, if it's um, well, it's definitely not deliberate, um, but I guess most of the people that we have as guests on this show are Afrikaans, as am I. So um, we will do this podcast in English, but every now and again, when you feel like switching to Afrikaans, then I am sure our Afrikaans listeners would love that. So, okay, this is a parenting platform and the My Story Tribe focuses on mental health and children and that topic, it can get very dark very quickly. So let's start off light. You recently did your television debut. How was that? Did you enjoy it? Were you you afraid? Did you make a lot of mistakes? Oh, Milan, I did enjoy it very much, but I was definitely nervous. Um, It happened over five days and I could really see how that first day, like driving there, you're like, you do your deep breathing exercises and you you do feel a bit stressed. Um, But I really loved it also as the, the week progressed. I realized like how much I enjoy it. I'm stretching my comfort zone. Um, And that's really what it's all about. Like enabling yourself to have new experiences. Um, Yeah, so that was really an amazing opportunity and just experience. Yeah, I mean, you usually, I assume, sit in in your your practice, your your space, and you you work and talk with people one-on-one and, you're not used to a camera in your face and and did you feel like that you were checking yourself and wondering what you what you look like is this the the right dress um is my does my earrings match (laughs) did you did you find that you were thinking about other things um while you were recording and, and judging and second guessing yourself Milana must say in terms of how I look I was really um, privileged to have someone who did, did that for me, um, told me what to wear, how to do my, oh, they looked at my hair, so that was amazing. But what I was quite, um, was just aware, very aware of the fact that whatever I say, this is now national television. And yes, my comfort zone is the topic. So speaking about mental health, um, that is my comfort zone. But like you said, it's, it's different when you do it in the privacy almost of your practice one-on-one or maybe with two parents um and now all of a sudden it's first of all in front of a lot of people um 
where there's a lot of cameras on you. And then afterwards, so I often find myself checking in the evenings, like checked in with myself and thought, okay, how did that maybe come across? Um, how will that be interpreted? And then I have to realize I literally had to tell myself, there will be people who maybe understand it differently than, than how I voiced it or my intentions were. Yeah. And that's okay. You, that's part of life. You were there as an expert and, and um, that's a lot of pressure. But I must say, um, I was there and I witnessed um, how you looked very comfortable and you looked that you absolutely <laughs> know what you're talking about. So on that show, um, the interviews were mainly with adults. Right, um, and it, it, the topic was mostly depression and how people dealt with it. But, um, but children grow into adults. Children grow in spirit and you know tenacity and resilience. And um, what did you learn? Because there were various guests on that show. What did you learn about the human spirit? So Milan, um, what I've realized it's it's very often about that specific human's tribe. So the people that they surround themselves with or the, the people that are in the child's life or then, as you mentioned, the child grows into being an adult. Um, but it's also about your tribe includes yourself. Um, and I think that stood out for me how people, they really, that's also what resilience is about, finding a way to, um, to grow and to, to be resilient, but it, it can't only be on the individual. Um, but sometimes it is. So I think it's it's twofold for me. So I was in awe of how people sometimes like drew on their own strength. Mm. Um, and other times where there was someone in their tribe, not necessarily a family member or not necessarily even a teacher, but sometimes just someone along the way. Um, and that was so beautiful for me to realize how we can play a part in another's life um, mm. without realizing or without even knowing that. So that's something that stood out for me. Yeah, I think in terms of mental health, what I hear you say is try and find a tribe, right? Try and find mm -hmm. that support. Some people don't have a choice and that they have to be resilient to do it on their own. But um, I think that's one thing that we also would like to teach children or empower them to do is, is find their safe people because that mm -hmm. helps us along in our, in our mental health journey. Um, so from a from a an expert's perspective, you you deal with a lot of stories. Um, what do you see? What does it mean to own your story? If you have to interpret this hashtag, own your story, how do you interpret it? What does it mean? Sure, Milana. I think for me, this it's it sounds like a very simple answer, but it's a lot of hard work. But owning your story for me is really about knowing your story. You need to know who you you are. You need to know what triggers you. You need to know what helps you relax. Um, if you know yourself, then you can own it. Um, because then the shaming of yourself and, and how you react in certain situations, that stops because there's empathy towards yourself. Um, so for me, that's something that I really focus on in my practice as well is teaching an individual about themselves. Um, mm. Yeah, because then there's also more confidence in, in who you are because you understand yourself. Wow. Know your story before you can own your story. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the words that pop up a lot nowadays is the word neurodiversity. Um, and I want to touch on that because it influences a lot of our um, tribe members' story. So what is neurodiversity? 
And if we look at the word neurodiversity, so neuro being the brain and diversity meaning different, it really just means there's a different way of viewing the world, a different way of learning, a different way of interpreting information, and it's different. There's not a right or a wrong way. And I think if we can teach children also from a very young age about neurodiversity, it fosters empathy. And I'm going to give you an example, and I'm, I'm going to ask you and our listeners to use your imagination here, but think of a brain and your brain receives information. And how does our brain receive information? Through our senses. So what you see, hear, feel, touch, and taste. And you can literally start by teaching this by, you have your two children in front of you and the one sees, so he gets the information, you are eating um, lasagna tonight or you're making peas and your one child hates it um, and the other child loved it. There's no right or wrong. You've seen information and you interpret it differently. And then you start to work on more, um, like a more serious stuff. So you see someone next to the road asking for money and all your family in the car can have different views on that. And that's okay. We can have different views. And that's what we call perspective taking. I can take your perspective. I don't have to agree with it um, because your brain works differently than mine. We see things differently. Um, and it's not only about taking perspective, but like I said, about learning as well. Um, mm -hmm. I might learn based by hearing. You might learn based by seeing things. Um, and it's just different. It's not right or wrong. Yes. I think, is it, is it true that, I mean, in extreme cases, um, like for instance, dyslexia, let's take dyslexia. Um, mm -hmm. That is a certain way of the brain to observe the world. And mm -hmm. in my eyes, it's a, it's a beautiful gift, but a dyslexic, a dyslexic child doesn't necessarily get those messages from society. Mm -hmm. So how can a child with, with a diagnosis who's neurodiverse or have, has a certain diagnosis, how can they own their story? It almost goes back to, um, to knowing yourself again, because if you understand how your brain works, um, then you don't, you don't tell yourself, this is who I am. I am dyslexic. Um, then, then you stop doing that and you rather say, yes, I have dyslexia and it means X, Y, and Z. Um, it means wow. I learn in this way. Um, but it doesn't, it's not who you are. It's just a part of your story. And we don't take away how, how difficult it sometimes is. I think that's also important to not only look for the silver lining, but to acknowledge okay, there's, there's some hardships in that. Um, yes. And we acknowledge that. And then we move on to, to the beautiful part of it in terms of you view it differently and you learn differently. And that, that's part of who you are. It's not who you are. Yes, it's perspective again. I, I always say, um, because I have depression, but I, people, people often say you suffer from depression. And I say, mm -hmm. I have depression. I don't suffer from mm -hmm. it. I have it. And, and it mm -hmm. is not my complete identity. Um, so yeah, that's a great way of looking at it is, is, is perspective. And, and we, I guess owning your story also means that we have to accept that it's, we won't always have a beautiful, perfect story. Um, mm. So I also know, and this is the last thing that I wanna ask you, I know that you um, have been using our journals for quite some time, our emotional growth journals. Um, what role does reflection play, would you say, journaling and reflection in, um, well, knowing your story then, as you say, and owning your story? 
And I just want to say I love your journals because it's such a like lovely concrete resource about owning your story and about getting to know your story. So yeah, I love using it. Um, I'm going to go back to like the stories we tell ourselves. So we all tell ourselves stories from a very young age. And it's often based on feedback that we get um, and often indirectly. And then we start believing that it's true, the feedback we get. So there's a narrative that, that I create about who I am and what I do and how I view the world. And sometimes it becomes important to challenge that narrative and the feedback that you get about yourself and ask yourself, is this opinion or is this feedback I get, is this true about me? Um, is this right. thought that I have about myself based on what I've heard and, and seen? And is it true? Um, or are there more context to it? And then it's sometimes becomes important, even for us as adults, to do it in a concrete way, um, to have a journal. Um, I always, when I work with children, I tell them, we are now going to be detectives. So let's write down that thought or let's write down that thing that you've seen. And now we're going to be detectives and see what is the evidence for that thought. Um, and I always acknowledge the thought that you have or the evidence that you believe there is to what you've seen or he heard. But it's often an alternative to it as well. Um, and that's where yes. it becomes important to reflect. Yes. Mm. Wonderful. I mean, I, I'm a, a true fran, fran, a fan of reflection <laughs> and of, of dealing with my own story in that way. So thank you for that perspective. Marianne, thank you for visiting us today, um, for, for, for giving us a new perspective and, um, and a little bit of hope, I think. I'm excited about owning my imperfect story. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your perspective. Thank you for having me, Milan. It was wonderful to speak to you today. Thank you for joining us for, for this episode of In Between Things. If you want to know more about what we do at the My Story Tribe, you can visit our website, www.themystorytribe.com. Or if you want to contact us, email us at hello at themystorytribe.com. Thank you.